Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Conversations in Cybersecurity. If you're paying a modicum of attention right now, you know that the revolution in generative AI is here. And there are plenty of predictions and some reality about how it's going to transform work and life and cybersecurity if you're in that industry. On the other hand, scams have been part of human culture for thousands of years, if not longer. And I found myself wondering, what, what should we expect from the inevitable intersection of scam artists and this revolution in generative AI. Joining me for this topic today is Dr. Martina Dove. Uh, Martina is a UX researcher and author with a PhD in psychology. Uh, her book, The Psychology of Fraud, Persuasion, and Scam Techniques, explores why and how human beings fall victim to scams. Martina and I worked together at Tripwire, and I'm really thrilled to have her as a guest on this topic. So welcome, Martina. Thank you. I'm uh, really pleased to be here. So I think you and I know, and the audience probably knows, AI is not new. What we're really talking about is this sort of revolution in generative AI, in AI that can actually produce something new. Um, but we've had AI for a long time. So uh, why have human beings in the past remained a requirement for most scams and fraud to work, despite the technology that we've had in the past? Yeah, so, you know, we did have AI uh, previously, but we didn't have generative AI. Um, so I think I just want to make uh, a, a distinction there. Um, I think with the, um, especially with the rise of deep fakes, the ability to create voice out of, uh, let's say, a snippet of somebody's voice or create a video out of snippet of somebody's, uh, you know, kind of video uh, that's genuine. This is where there's an opportunity um, for AI to actually help fraudsters commit crimes. Um, so we didn't really have that technology for very long, um, or it wasn't very good, or it was too expensive to actually execute. But with, um, you know, with the rise of, um, you know, newer technologies and and uh, and especially generative. Uh, you know, kind of AI that it's available to everyone, I think we're going to be seeing uh, really, really disturbing uh, scams erupting. And in fact, I think I was on LinkedIn just the other day and somebody posted a video uh, saying that, um, you know, somebody impersonated their brother and, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, orchestrated a scam which made it seem like the brother has died and he was in a car crash and he was calling from the mobile and um you know it it was really alarming but we're going to probably be seeing more of that so you brought up a couple of points there about sort of how the technology has has changed um one of them was was cost like it used mm. to be much more expensive to employ ai you know as part of a scam um and the other was sort of the ease of access that, that generative AI is now kind of available for everyone. And I, I think those are important points to take in mind, to keep in mind, that it's not that AI didn't exist before, but that for the the economics of a of a of a scam, they didn't previously make sense necessarily. Yeah, like I, I you know, one thing that I'm also going to point out is the ease of use. Right. We had, um, let's say, speech uh, uh, 
to text, text to speech, um, you know, like several years before, but you had to kind of be technologically savvy to execute, uh, you know, maybe create a file, uh, create a file in somebody's a tone of voice and and the technology wasn't very good so you could spot that something was wrong like so the early deep fakes weren't very good um but now you can literally just execute that like you don't have to be a developer you know kind of knowing uh computer languages to download uh you know a file and convert it into something you can actually just do it online pretty easily so i think whereas um you know these things were happening but sporadically and were usually uh something that was done by an organized uh fraud gang uh now i think this is going to be at the hands of a opportunistic people that um you know are able to kind of like execute scams another thing to point out as well is that you know for a long time with scams and especially phishing emails we relied on how these emails were constructed uh, a lot of the times they're crudely translated um but now with the generative ai you only need to ask a question and and i've i've done so too um the phishing email that it produces uh, uh you know it's really it's really good and it's grammatically correct so it's going to be a lot more harder to even just spot what is the real email from your bank and what is this uh fake kind of email generated by ai um so you know like i think we did have this technology but it wasn't uh so accessible it wasn't so easy to use uh and it, it wasn't as good as it's becoming and it's interesting that you bring up phishing because phishing uh, <laughs> saying that phishing is going to be more successful is is a, a you know a, a interesting point because phishing is very successful today. Yes. Um, you know when you look at sort of the the data about uh, initial attack vectors consistently over the last I don't know five years probably phishing has been at the top of the list. So even though you know phishing emails might we might think of them as easy to detect because they have bad grammar or they're you know they're they're written poorly or. Um, they seem like a you know not a native speaker whatever that that those those signals are the evidence suggests that people click on them anyway and, mm. and so I don't even know what it means for phishing to get more effective at this point um, and I wonder if 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 AI because those attackers are I mean they're out to make money if it costs extra effort for them to use AI to generate their phishing emails but it doesn't provide a significant benefit they wouldn't do it no, that's that's definitely true. Um, you know, if you think about, uh, you know, generally social engineering, um, where you get the biggest returns, it's really kind of when you invest a lot of money and some resources up front. Um, so typically, uh, spare phishing, well phishing, where you target organization, you first do some research about them, and you target certain specific people pretending mm -hmm. to be other people in organization. So that's a, a cost to a scammer to kind of like do that research up front. Um, you know, what I'm kind of like thinking about is more scammers that don't really go to such lengths, uh, but just rely on casting a wide net and then yeah. catching what what's there. And, and those are the people that are going to benefit from uh, uh, the AI in terms of the phishing emails, because uh, traditionally these phishing emails, uh, you know, 
like weren't very well constructed, uh, but with, with a generative AI, they can be really well written. They'll probably mimic other bank letters. So it's going to be increasingly easy uh, to kind of like tap into a good content for phishing emails. Another thing that really worries me, right? Uh, it's kind of, um, you know, ability to write phishing emails so that they're persuasive. Um, so that they have a good content that will persuade people. And I think AI will help in that because it's, it's pulling out of sources of fraud prevention. Um, you know, it's, it's pulling from sources that maybe would be cost inducing to a scammer to first right. have to, uh, you know, find out and understand uh, to do that. On the flip side, I was talking about the organized fraud. I think organized fraud will also become better. Like I said, with the deep fakes, uh, which are pretty good, um, you know, whereas you would get an email from a CEO or a text from a CEO saying, hey, can you just pay this invoice? Now imagine if a CEO uh, uh, records a video and sends it to you. Uh, how can you really be sure that it's not a person that it's pretending to be? So I think like, I think really AI will change the way uh, fraud uh, uh, is committed and it will aid scammers. Uh, and I'm only hoping that, uh, you know, it will also benefit cybersecurity professionals in uh, ability to detect, uh, um, you know, fraud too. So you, you had said, I, I think what I interpreted there was that the what we would what we'd see today is bad phishing emails, easy to detect. They're going to get better um, because of of their ability to use generative AI to, to just create better emails in terms of phishing. But at the at the upper end of the sort of the scam economy, the more sophisticated attackers, it, it makes me think of, of the need or the, the ability to scale a, a conversation, scale a, a you know, a, a, a scam that requires back and forth. So texting is a good example. Mm. Um, if you can train a generative AI with some texting history or even without it, they're going to be a much more convincing texting partner um, than, and and you can you can run many many more of them at a time than a, a human being who doesn't you know necessarily have a handle the the language or even the, the topics that you're you're talking about, um, which leads to that you know it makes me think of uh, sort of the pig butchering um, mm -hmm. scams that have occurred right that that require sort of that conversation that back and forth that generative AI makes those effectively scalable. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned pig butchering scams because they do rely on a back and forth. And the whole point is that they build that trust before they defraud the victims. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that kind of is really interesting about pig butchering scams is there's still, um, you know, that distance between a scammer and a victim. And, and what I mean by that, there is, um, you know, the victim may be talking to a scammer, but, um, you know, they, uh, the scammer will typically avoid having conversation over the phone or yeah. recording themselves. But now imagine if you can generate a person, yeah. you know, with an AI uh, that, um, you know, can record videos, they can hold conversations, online sure. like i think perhaps uh, you know we may see victims being scammed even more because they have that um you know that kind of closeness and intimacy built much quicker yeah. uh, if they're able to actually speak to somebody online or received uh you know video messages um you know it just makes everything a little bit more real 
Right. Um, you, you, and, and you can yeah. imagine the scenario where someone says, I don't think you're a real person over text. And they say, great, we yeah, want me to send you exactly. a video or why don't you call me? And if you have an AI that can produce that video or answer that call, that's the, the kind of validation that we look for today to, to validate that someone is a real person. Yeah, I, I really worry about that. Like, I feel, you know, there's a much darker, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, end to it, I guess. You know, I think like eventually in the future, we're not going to be able to tell what's real and what's not real. And we may just, you know, like this whole good side of the internet, bringing people together and meeting friends you would have never met in real life. Like, it's almost sad that that good thing about the internet is being turned on its head. And now it's kind of like really sinister in a way that you can never tell who it is, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. whether this person is real uh, or whether they're just impersonating each other. Whereas, you know, scammers would just steal somebody's photos, uh, you know, and you can easily scan if the photo is available somewhere else and maybe get some clues. Uh, it's not so easy to tell if a deep fake is a deep fake, or at least it's not so easy to tell for an average person that's just emailing with somebody on Facebook, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so many of those scams target people who are not not technologically savvy anyway. Yeah. And it's going to be even harder in, in that case for them to, to tell. I mean, that's already a challenge today, right? Yeah. And then I think I've read somewhere too that, um, you know, the deep fakes are becoming so good that even researchers are finding it difficult to, you know, people that actually detect these things are finding it difficult to figure out, um, you know, what's, what's a fake, what's not a fake. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think, I mean, think about it, right? This explosion of, of the generative AI, um, you know, has been relatively recent. Imagine what's, what's going to happen in five years. How yeah. advanced will it be then? Well, and it, it, it brings up this challenge that I've I, I worry about personally, which is that when you when you can't tell what's real and what isn't, your your response is either I think that the, the response that we see often is that people just discount everything. Um, I talk about this with my kids when they look at stuff on TikTok. They're so attuned into TikTok being potentially you know misleading information that they they won't get real information from TikTok either because they just don't believe anything that's there. Um, it creates that sort of loss of truth, which is a real problem. Yeah, you're right there. And and one thing that I've noticed as well through my own research with fraud victims, when I interviewed fraud victims, one of the things that, um, you know, basically being defrauded, uh, you know, what it does to a person is it removes that sense of security mm. and a sense of uh, uh, just like uh, that a world is a is a benign and wonderful place, right? Like, so you lose that trust in society. And especially because uh, a lot of fraud victims don't get justice, they don't get their crimes, um, you know, investigated. So it's it's kind of even more important that, you know, we, we kind of have an, an understanding of what technology we're releasing and, and what the technology can actually do to humans. Because I feel like with fraud already, the part of the deception uh, uh, that fraud requires actually makes people, uh, you know, mistrustful of others. And like what you said about your kids and a TikTok, now imagine this in real life, right? When we no longer trust our human beings, we no longer want to engage because we never quite know um, you know, kind of what's real. We're not going to engage online. And and another thing that I've come across a lot as well is that when people, 
get defrauded online they avoid doing any transactions online for yeah. a while and and so on so i don't know how we're gonna trust anything on the internet ever again and and it's it saddens me that this powerful tool that we've created which is the internet right uh, um has so many amazing things that you can do with it you can translate things you can get references uh you know from anything just going on google scholar you can you can get information at your fingertips like we'll slowly ruin that and uh and it'll be like really just a, a big question whether we can trust anything that comes um you know via electronic means well if you if you want to follow the path towards sort of the dystopian future outcome of that it pushes us back towards real life interactions right if i can't yes. trust transactions over the internet of any kind uh, you know i might end up going back to my bank in person if i can't trust the people i meet online that they're real people i might spend more of my time with people who i can actually meet in person um you know you might see that kind of backlash but i i somehow doubt it's going to get that far I don't know, like, I, I feel, you know, maybe perhaps I've been uh, too close to kind of fraud and I've seen some really sophisticated attacks, um, you know, and I've, I've heard victims firsthand, uh, you know, talk about like just becoming less empathetic towards anyone because of the deception. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, who knows how this is going to pan out? Like, I think maybe in the future, um, you know, instead of AI replacing humans, uh, labor by humans is going to be more valued because of the problems with the AI, um, such as, you know, like, I think it's already citing sources that, that don't exist, you know, like we don't fully understand this technology right. and how it's going to impact us. Well, the, yeah, I, I, I think I said on, on, on Twitter or LinkedIn at some point that one of the most human aspects of ChatGPT is its ability to confidently present completely yes. incorrect information. Uh, yes. Which is important if your your task requires correct information. It's not as important if your task doesn't. Like if you're running a scam and it just needs to be convincing. Yes. Um, then that ability to be actually correct and accurate is not as important at all. No, and and that's what worries me, right? Like it it it's very eloquent in a way that it produces content, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's going to really aid phishing emails. Yeah. So I you know one of the things I wanted to to chat about is like what do we think the end state is for this combination of generative AI and, and fraud or scams. But I, I don't know that I don't know that we can come to a conclusion there. I don't know that there's a clear end state that we can articulate at this point. No, it's 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 really difficult to know and especially with fraudsters, right? Like these are people that think of anything on a fly uh, and any kind of like uh, novel events spark new scams. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really difficult to predict. Uh, you know, in fact, a lot of people say to me, you know, aren't you worried that your book is giving fraudsters some information? I'm like, no, how do you think I, I got to research that? I got to research it because it already exists, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I wonder, you know, like, I don't know. I think the possibilities are endless, really. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think I think based on conversations you know you and I have had in the past, uh, the sort of the core the core f mechanisms of fraud don't don't change substantially. Um, yeah. The the technology and the the tools that get used have changed certainly, but you know defrauding people has occurred for a long time, and it it occurs with the same sort of mechanisms. You convince someone, you gain trust, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I don't see that AI changes that. It just uses a different tool to get there. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, like I also see, you know, so many of scam, like old fashioned scams, as if you say, like that doesn't change, right? Yeah. We've had clairvoyance scams, we've had like miracle cures with like testimonials, social proof, like all of that has been around. But where I see AI really kind of like helping fraudsters is generating fake uh, reviews, for example, right? Like yeah. it's really easy if you go and have a look at the new website, let's say, and I always look at, do they have testimonials? You can see if one person has written these testimonials because you can kind of like see the patterns of how they're speaking and what they're focusing on. Yeah. But if you can just like change things slightly, go and generate that with, with AI, it's going to become a little bit more difficult. Uh, like one person can do a lot more than they can, um, you know, trying to do it by themselves in terms of generating good content, that it's persuasive, that it's uh, well-written, you know, because, you know, humans also pay attention to credibility and credibility can mean anything. Credibility can be the way somebody looks and speaks and, and how they dress, you know. So I think that that's where AI is going to really help uh, fraudsters yeah. succeed. So if you, if you think about sort of where we are today and, and kind of where we're headed, are there are there like some milestones that come to mind? Things that that you think would be uh, not a catalyst, but kind of a you know a, a milestone in the sort of the evolution of of generative AI and 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 fraud and scams? Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. Um, you know, I feel kind of like depending on whether the tools are going to be easily accessible uh, and and priced reasonably right like if something is accessible if something is uh affordable then more people are going to use it for whatever purposes and that includes fraudsters right like like what i said i think organized fraud is still going to be using it because i think fraud is such a big business that a cost of ai is just a tiny fraction that you invest right um, but whether this is going to be something that anybody can use and there's already a huge problem with with people defrauding others is that when you're doing it over the internet you're removed from the victim it's a lot easier to defraud somebody you have never met yes right so we already kind of have this moral thing that uh, has affected internet-based communications is that people who wouldn't dream of like going door-to-door -door defrauding people kind of think it's okay to do it because they're just it's it's somebody's phone number it's not a person you know yeah, yeah. so i feel ai is going to help that type of criminal if that makes sense a well, lot more it, it creates even more distance between the yes. the, the criminal yes. and the victim in that case yes yeah. yeah that's a good point that's a good point well i you know i'd hoped that you and i would come to at least a, a semi-optimistic conclusion by the time we were done here but i yeah. don't think we have i think we've not with fraud not you know, fraud. I feel, yeah, like I, I think AI is a powerful tool and I'm pretty sure it's going to help people uh, in some other ways, but it's also unfortunately helps uh, fraudsters. So it's kind of like, I don't want to be too negative. It's a wonderful tool. Um, you know, they can do so many things, but whatever we create that it's wonderful tool, uh, easy to use, you have to think that scammers are going to want to use it too, right? Yeah, if they true. can. That's true. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Martina. I appreciate the time. I thought it was a good conversation. I hope all of the listeners also thought it was an interesting conversation. Um, if you want to learn more about the psychology of, of fraud, uh, Martina's book is a, is a good way to do that, um, for sure. And uh, as always, I enjoyed talking with you. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you.